is a means to summon us. Explorers in the further regions of experience. Demons to some, angels to others. Shut up and breathe it more popcorn. Shut up and breathe it more popcorn. Waka waka guys, welcome back to another episode of Shut Up and Refill My Popcorn. This episode, we're getting into the Hellraiser franchise guys. Week 3 of the October Insert Your Scary Title here continues with Hellraiser Revelations. Came out in 2011, 2011, however you want to say it, and is actually the ninth film in the franchise so sit back relax pull out your puzzle box if you got one and don't play with it until you done finish the episode after word from this sponsor howdy y'all remember me that's right ruben from ruben's locomotive feed shop well we had to close down the feed shop because of covid and uh reopened as a barbecue spot. Remember that barbecue you had? We had those anniversary parties. You know, the one with the locomotive trains running around with our kids falling and, and hurting themselves and trying to sue. Well, we didn't close down because of that. But we're reopening, like I said, as a barbecue spot. And we're going to cook some delicious barbecue for you and your family. So come on down, same old spot, just a different service. And put some of my meat in your mouth. Leave the kids at home, little fuckers. What's up guys, welcome back. Like I said in the intro, we're going to get into the Hellraiser franchise with the ninth film in that franchise that when I was doing my research, oh I'm sorry, it's Hellraiser Revelations, 2011 Hellraiser Revelations. Now, when I was doing my research as to which film in this franchise I should cover, there was a few things that caught my interest. Now, one of them was... The fact that they made this movie only to keep the movie rights. Uh, I'm looking for for that information where I found it. But I believe... uh, I don't know if it was a website or if it was Wikipedia. But the rundown is they made this movie to basically keep the rights. I believe Dimension had the movie rights to the uh, characters and franchise and all that. Um, right here it says production the film was shot over the course of three weeks in Los Angeles four dimension films Uh, another thing that pops you know obvious uh, the iconic actor who played uh, Pinhead uh, the actor known as uh, Douglas William Bradley Doug Bradley uh, didn't portray this is the first film in the franchise that was not he did not uh, star in or he didn't portray Pinhead Pinhead was played by Stephen Smith Collins, and his voice was, you know, the voice actor was Fred, I'm going to fuck this up, Tataskior. Yeah, I fucked that up. So, a couple things, and the reason why, uh, I'm trying to see where it was, where it says why Mr. Bradley didn't portray the film. Okay, it says right here, would not return as Pinhead, Bradley 
was quoted as saying, I know that many of you will have caught up with the sudden burst of internet chatter about a new Hellraiser film going into production and will be keen to know whether I've been approached to play Pinhead again. So here's the deal. I have been approached just in the last weeks. Oh, sorry, just in this last week. And this was about the 16th of August. The movie came out in 2011, so maybe this, I believe this thing came, this article came out in 2010. And uh, regarding the a proposed new Hellraiser film, this is not the remake, which has been endlessly dis- discussed for the last three years with the working title Hellraiser Revelations. It will be the ninth film in the series. I would stress that I have not, I had no contact from or negotiations with anyone from Dimension Films. Rather, these contacts have been by the way of private discussion with individuals involved with the project. Following these discussions and after reading the script and giving it due, give it due consideration, I have decided not to participate. The ink is barely dry on the script and I, and it is scheduled to be in the front of the cameras in two weeks. To be in front of this camera two weeks at a time and in the can by the middle of next month, which would be September of 2010. The school shooting schedule is more than matched by the budget. Whether or not this means that somebody else will be stepping to up to play Pinhead, I have no idea. I guess we can watch this space together. Uh, one way or another, this does not Seem to be seem to me to represent a serious attempt to revive the Hellraiser franchise. However, I wish everyone who will be directly involved in the making of this film good luck with it. So, like I said, he was replaced by Stephen Smith Collins, and that that interests me. I had seen an article there talking about a ranking of these films, and there was a few of them that I saw, and this one was the had the majority of the worst film in the franchise and I later discovered that it was because they were getting ready to uh, face the expiration of the rights and they were still working on the proposed remake of the original film as of to as of this year 2021 the remake is going to happen has maybe it's filmed or has finished filming I don't I don't know too many details other than they announced that Pinhead was going to be portrayed by a female now, I know I'm supposed to be getting into the movie, and I'm just um, if you go to the Wikipedia, of course, uh, not a reliable source, but it just you know kind of wet your beak with some information. Um, I saw I think it was uh it was a Facebook post from a I think it was Screen Rant. They had talked about uh, a female portraying Pinhead, so that's different. That's interesting because Pinhead isn't. I mean, in this film, we see Pinhead, another person becoming a Pinhead Cinnabite. Cinnab- I'm going to say Cinnabon. I know I'm going to say Cinnabon. Cinnabite. <laughs> so, now what the fuck did I do? Boo, I lost my damn thing. Well, you're going to hear me click, click, click. So, like I said, I finally made my decision. And when I decide on which movie in the franchise I mean I make no bones about it I I usually go with the like Rotten Tomatoes the worst uh, ranked Rotten Tomatoes film there's a couple others I use Metacritic and then IBMD IMBD whatever the fuck 
that damn website to kind of like okay well this one's here this one you know kind of gauge which which one it would be or which two I've done some uh, and I say drawings but I've done some uh, surveys in the past and uh, so anyways let's get into it guys let's finally get into what makes this movie so fucking ridiculous obviously people are gonna be upset that Pinhead is not played by the original actor so they're going to kind of come in with a you know stick up their ass but cinematically the fucking the the visuals it begins off almost like Blair Witch Project with fucking found footage of these two guys basically running away from home going to Mexico or leaving LA uh, these two characters are by the are the names Stephen Craven and Nico Bradley now Nico seems to be kind of the main ringleader kind of guy and Steven's kind of like the follower or whatever uh, Nico is dating Steven's sister and we later find out which is kind of stupid why they wouldn't kind of like plant these seeds that Nico's mother was fucking Steven's dad but apparently these guys find out spoiler alert and that's one of the reasons why they run away from home I mean they're fucking obviously the older I mean they're running to Mexico they're not 21 not to drop any bombs, but you can drink in Mexico under the age of 21. I think under the age of 18. So uh, it is it is a thing. Um, so they run away like a bunch of little pussies. And they go to Mexico. Start getting fucked. Let's say party, of course. They're partying, getting drunk, picking up hookers. Basically, Nico's trying to get his little buddy, his chick's brother laid. Uh, I guess yeah I guess you can call them buddies they're friends so he's trying to get him laid uh, and we see the found footage for a little bit and then we'll see it off and on and then we'll see regular you know cinematic camera footage you know but that that whole fucking Blair Witch shit fucking really gives me a headache so I'm glad they didn't stick with that long but starting it off was kind of stupid uh, it's been a year or so it's been some time later on the families are meeting for dinner and kind of like having like a um, a remembrance night or something some kind of like oh, let's get together and just kind of talk about the boys or this and that the sister who is named Emma played by Tracy Fairway which I don't really recognize a lot of these actors I, I think the father I believe his uh, Steven's dad was uh, I think he I think he might be somebody Steven Brand who played him let's see what it says about him he looks a little familiar oh, okay he was in the Scorpion King he played uh, Menon I believe was the bad guy he was in a couple other things um, what else eh, fuck it ain't worth going into so they found the or the, the cops found everything, put everything in a bag, and gave it to the families. So mother is going, and that's how we. The next thing we see is that she's going. She's watching the camera. She's watching everything that was going on, and we see uh, Stevens basically filming Nico opening the puzzle box. Up until now, we don't know how they got it. Uh, it was later found out that after uh, Nico killed a prostitute after getting his dick wet in a bathroom. 
they're kind of running away. A vagrant brings them the box, and three, two, one. So after Nico kills the prostitute, they kind of continue drinking and stuff at a bar. You can kind of tell that they're kind of just they're like, oh, what the fuck are we gonna do? Steven's a little bit more, oh, what are we gonna do? And then out of nowhere, a vagrant shows up and basically gives them the puzzle box. Now the puzzle box itself. Oh my god, where do I start with this? It's so mysterious. Uh, Hellraiser, the first film. Now, the first one I saw, going up personally, the first one I saw was uh, Inferno. And I didn't even finish it. Because in my head, I'm thinking, where's the kid? Like, I'm thinking Hellraiser is a killer, blah, blah, blah. I didn't know the whole story. The next one was the, the original Hellraiser. I saw that during AMC's Fright Fest or Fear Fest. And they would only show the first two. I think they only showed the first one that year. And I was like, in, not intrigued, but I was like, oh, okay, this is what it's about. And then even even after that, I was kind of confused. Um, when I decided to do this film, a lot of the films and sequels I talk about, they're actually theatrical releases. They're sequels that came out in the theater. Um, after the fourth film every Hellraiser movie was direct to DVD and that was a little bit like okay that's that's different but at the same time they've it was four so five sequels no there's more there's about ten of them I'm no ten or eleven I gotta go back all I know is um, Judgment is I saw the trailer for both these films and Judgment looks shot, looks like it shot a lot better than this one. This one looks like it was shot for Lifetime movies. You ever seen a Lifetime movie? The just the way this and not to talk shit about Lifetime movies, but certain films are shot in different ways, production values, whatever budget. It's it's a thing, so you can't shit on it for being oh it looks weird. But when they decided to make this film just to keep the movie rights, it's like hey. It's like, hey, let's go hire some just random crew and people, and then let's knock it out. And it's like I said, it took about three weeks to shoot. Yeah, the film was shot over uh, over three weeks in L.A. So they didn't really go to a lot of places. They stayed literally at the house. That like the scenes and stuff it was the house, and it was Mexico. That was it. Um, this. As of now, so the family's meeting up and all this other shit, and it's shooting. You know, it's it's not one solid piece. There's, you know, this is what happened in Mexico. This is what's happening now. How they kind of meet together, or whatever, to unveil the story. So long story short, the guys. Nico kills the hooker after fucking her. Steven passes out. Steven was all fucking drunk, like a fucking little crybaby. You, you, she was my girlfriend. You fucking my girlfriend. He passes out like a little bitch. Um, they run away from Mexico, or they run away from home for the stupid reason, like we know you fucking my mom is fucking your dad and blah. Like, just sounds so fucking stupid. Um, so they open the box. Now Nico is has I don't know if killing this hooker has aroused him or opened some kind of thing inside of him was like you know I like it and this you know 
whatever this feeling. It, it's it's so confusing because the whole Hellraiser world is like for ex- to experience extreme pleasure, you have to experience extreme pain. That kind of thing, like for for the yin and the yang. You know, if you want to experience this downright orgasmic feeling of of euphoria, or I don't even know if I'm saying this shit right. You want to feel really, really good. You got to feel really, really bad. Duh. So that's the whole thing. Like even when I saw the first Hellraiser, I, I didn't understand what was going on. And you're not in this world. When you open the puzzle box, it basically t- takes you to their world. Because the Cenobites are going to torture the fuck out of you for eternity. For you to experience, I guess extreme pleasure um if you all know this better than i do obviously because i sound like a complete idiot um hit me up let me know school me um don't be a dick you know because it is interesting like the whole you know the world of this like i was not researching for the podcast but just researching hellraiser when all that news about the the remake and that's coming to Hulu, I was like, okay, cool. You know, I remember watching the first film. You know, you go into rabbit holes and this and that, and found out the original plot for Hellraiser was about two lovers. Excuse me. You know, in the film, it's uh you know the love between a father and a daughter. Um, her uncle. I guess he found the puzzle box. He gets trapped to the Cenobites. He's trying to escape the Cenobites. Comes back after I guess an accident or there's blood, and it has to. And it's in the place where you basically open the box or or tried to solve the box or the puzzle or whatever. Because like the blood, some something happens in the blood spell in the house where he fucked with the box so he's able to escape now when he's able to escape he's piece by piece regenerating and in order to regenerate fully you have to kill a lot of you need blood you need to kill people you need their needs so in that first story and i'm just run down the first movie uh the mother who was fucking both or the stepmom was who was fucking both the brothers ended up married who was in love with the main brother and then ended up marrying the second brother because he reminded I think they were twins or he reminded or some shit like that long story short uh go watch that fucking movie and then go do your research that it was based on a story written by Clive Barker and I can't remember if it was put in its own novel later on or because I know it started off as like a insert and an anthology or insert in a uh, there's some interesting backstory. Let's just put it that way. And please bear with me. I will finish this movie. I'm just throwing out random insights here and there. Uh, because the movie, like I said, it shot like a fucking like a student project. I mean, shit. If I had that budget, I'd be I'd make a pretty shitty movie too. And that's the plan in the future, FYI, to make a shitty movie. But this story. Could have could have had a little bit more meat to it, like the whole, like I said over and over again. My mommy fucking your dad, yeah. They could have added a little bit more meat to that, or made it seem like obvious to the audience that they were fucking around. Because I mean, they're in the same place, and there could have been I don't 
something like touching, footsie, whatever. Uh, there is a scene where the sister, Emma, who's starting to be tempted by the box, starts coming on to the dad, Nico's dad. And it's a little weird at first. And then it gets even weirder when... Uh, oh, we didn't even talk about Steven coming back. Steven, quote-unquote, returns after she fucks with the box. Because... I see what it see what that's what I get for jumping all over the fucking place. Uh, so they're all together, reminiscing, and she is, finds her mother going through the camera, and she wants she's not in the know. She doesn't know what happened. She wants to know what the, where her brother and her boyfriend are. Everybody's just keeping her in the dark. She's finally tired of it, so she goes into his room and goes through the bag of stuff that was returned to them, which includes not only the camera but the puzzle box itself. So she fucks with it. She goes outside and she starts fucking with it. That opens the portal for Steven to come back. Supposedly. We don't know. I mean, that's my two cents in that. Obviously, Steven, he's out of it. Nobody knows where Nico is. And the audience is kind of in the dark what's going on. So the cars are missing they can't take him to the hospital the phone lines are dead they don't know what the fuck to do there's like you know what let's just stay here he's the parents are like he's talking about they're gonna come get him we need to we need to protect him who's coming for him um so he's resting in his room and you know everybody thinks it's steven then the vagrant out of nowhere shows up and it's like I'm looking for the one who got away and this and that the dads have a shotgun. I think Nico's dad shoots at him and, and confronts him. Um, the vagrant basically kills that nigga. <laughs> he says, uh-uh. I think he scalps him. He fucks him up. Uh, the Everybody else goes back inside. The vagrant disappears. We don't know what the fuck's going on. Steven's starting starting to act a little differently. Uh, after Emma kind of comes on to Nico's dad... She goes up to see Steven and take him some soup. They have a weird interaction. Almost like incest, incestuous, I guess is the word. I am not a wordsmith. I'm just a dude with a microphone. <laughs> so they have a moment of like making out and he's fondling her. And then I guess, I don't know if he squeezes her titty or something. She has. They have a flashback of or a vision of him actually ripping her tit, her skin off her tit. That kind of like breaks them out of their little funk that they're having, and so she leaves. Later, we find out it ain't Steven. It's fucking Nico. Nico came back from this, you know, fighting the Cenobites and was using Steven to kill hookers for blood. For, you know, like I said, you have to kill people to to regenerate. You have to have blood to regenerate. So he's having Steven kill people to help him regenerate. And he's up to the point where he needs skin. He just needs, you know, he's telling Steven. I guess at this point, he, I think, was the last prostitute. And he wouldn't do it because the prostitute was, like, a mother. And it was so fucked up because the baby's crying. He kills this prostitute. And then as the baby's crying, you hear his neck snap. So obviously, Nico killed the kid, which is pretty fucked up. Um... Steven's having a breakdown. He's telling Steven, you need to kill at least, you need to kill just one more person. That's all you, after this, when you're done, I need skin. I need the man's skin. He refuses, and next thing you know, he gets knocked the fuck out. Nico takes his skin and jets. 
ultimately the Cenobites come for Nico and take Steven instead and now his ass is gone forever he becomes a Cenobite and it's almost like he's becoming the new pinhead or something because he's in the exact kind of same form with like a skin covering him but it's like obviously there's you know it's it's weird it's weird looking it's almost like um, I, don't, yeah, I don't know if you ever saw that Robocop miniseries that came out with the black Robocop it was kind of weird because you have both Pinhead and him side to side hanging out putting flesh on each other it's fucking crazy um, so as like I said Steven is being or Nico is pretending to be Steven gets back home to confront the family and basically give up Emma He's basically looking for someone to trade to take his place so the Cenobites don't get him. Now he's fucking got a shotgun. He shoots the dad in the stomach. He reveals everything to everybody about how him and Steven knew that the mother and the and the other father were fucking around. Tells Emma to go get the box. She opens it. They go in. They end up uh, opening the passage or the doorway to the Cenobite realm or whatever. Everybody's kind of like, I guess, confronting everything, I guess, would be the best way to put it. Um, Nico tells him, hey, take her. She opened the box. Take her instead of me, and this and that. And Pinhead's like, fuck no. We'll get her later on. Your ass is coming back. And so he gets hooked up with the chains uh, his mother gets hooked up with the chains in her throat. I think she was screaming. Or they told him, you know, because these cinemas don't fuck around. Whether you touch, whether you open the box or not, if we tell you to shut the fuck up, you shut the fuck up. <laughs> so she dies from, like, her throat being skinned or whatever, which is kind of weird. The dad's got a fucking shotgun wound. He's trying to, you know, survive. The mother's crying. And it's almost like, okay, well... If the dad, okay, the dad ends up shooting Nico. Nico's already getting the pins unstuck in him. And he, and, uh, so the Cenobites have what they want, basically. Well, Nico, or um, Steven's dad, shoots Nico and kills him, causing the next set of things to happen at his hand. They basically said, since you fucking took him away from us, from us, you know, having an eternity of, of tor- or torture in him. We're going to take somebody to replace him. And that's going to be your wife. Boom. She gets fucking hooked to the chain. She gets dragged into the dark corners of the Cenobite land. And him and Emma return back to the regular realm or the earth. And he dies in her hands. And you would think after seeing all this shit. It would it would be like, okay, grab this fucking box and sh- Throw that shit away. Get that shit away from me. She's still tempted to fucking open it. Or to fuck with it. And the look that she gives. It's almost like. It's almost like a fucking gif or a meme or something. Like. <sighs> like you just saw all this shit happen. This unexplainable shit. Caused by this one fucking puzzle box. And your first reaction is. Oh it made my. It made my vagina feel good. Ooh. Like you were this close to you were this close to fucking your own brother. You didn't even know it was Nico. Which bravo on putting a skin of your best friend on you and not having any kind of like 
you know, droopy eye <laughs> eye holes or droopy skin or some shit, you know. He did might have had a stapler or something and just So that's the rundown of the film. Like I said, it it, it comes off as like a made for lifetime movie. It the story, you know, could have put a little bit more emphasis on like telling the audience, okay, there's something going on between that dude and that other dude's wife. Um maybe shooting it in I mean obviously they did shoot in different places but like taking the story I mean it all happens in one night basically but like stuff like that it just I don't know you have films that do that you have to give it more off you can't just be like this where it's just like okay flashback scene and then oh back to the reality what's going on and then oh flashback scene and then camera scene like I don't know, like, the best way I could describe it, like, one of the reasons why I didn't like some movies, like, I didn't like the thought of watching movies like Phone Booth was, like, you're just going to be sitting there for two fucking hours staring at a phone booth and a dude on the phone booth, in the, you know what I mean? But the movie turned out pretty good. Like, I, I remember finishing it and be like, oh, shit, that was better than what I thought. So it is possible to have a one-setting film if the story's good enough to drive it. You know what I mean? If that makes any sense. I don't even fucking know. I'm not, I'm not making any sense. But like, just, what was the other film that I'm thinking? Like, John Q. Obviously, it's set in the hospital. And it's all set, like, in the waiting room and stuff. But the story is catching. And, you know, the plot, it just turns, you know, it makes what makes the movie good. The damn screen just cut off on me. What the fuck? Um, so they went on and filmed, uh, where was it at? The next entry in the franchise, which was, uh, Hellraiser Judgment. Like I said, I saw the trailer for, for this film and it says here, or it was shot right after it came out in 2018 and that's, it looks a lot better than this one, in my opinion, just from watching the two trailers, like the trailer itself for the revelations was kind of. You could tell it was just put together, like, like okay, don't even don't put no catchy, you no know, voice actor or no fucking catchy words or whatever. It's just shot scene, 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 scene. Hellraiser revelations. The trailer for Judgment looks a lot better, and a lot of times for these podcasts, I always put you want to. I always put something in the description that kind of it's a link to the Amazon video rental area, or whatever to watch these films whether if they're on a streaming service or rent it or whatever this one when I did that it came out free on IMBD TV and then when I looked it up it was free on Pluto TV so you don't have to worry about buying if you want to watch this shit go to Pluto TV check them Pluto TV is awesome I highly recommend it even if you want to watch you know 24 hours of Dog the Bounty Hunter or Cops or I like Unsolved Mysteries you know what I mean and so uh, I saw they had both Judgment Hellraiser Judgment and Revelations now um am I missing something I do want to say this okay like that one was, this one's the 10th installment I think the remake supposed to be like the 11th installment or whatever but I'm trying to go to the main 
French, there it is. Hellraiser series, there is. Okay, there's 10. So the 11th would be the the new remake or whatever. There's not a lot of information out yet other than uh, Jamie Clayton will be Pinhead. And Jamie Clayton is a female actress. What was she in? She was in The L Word, Generation Q, Netflix's Designated Survivor, uh, 2017's Thriller, The Snowman. Hmm. Uh, what else was she in? She was in Bojack Horseman, but that was animated. That's pretty funny. Dirty Work from 2012 is a comedy series. Uh, so yeah, so they're gonna go with a female pinhead, which would be interesting to see. Um, and now, like I said, it was just announced recently that she's gonna be in the reboot for Hellraiser. I don't. Is it gonna be a movie or is it gonna be a mini series? It's a film. Okay, so it's gonna be a movie. Um, so yeah, go check out this movie if you want to see what I'm talking about. Uh, and by that film, I mean Hellraiser Revelations. Um, it's a lot of just people shitting on it because they, you know, they wanted the original Pinhead to come back, and I, we went into all that shit. So yeah, that's gonna be it, guys. Uh, stay tuned for the outro. Oh, and uh, I'm, I'm missing something. I'm going to fucking forget this shit. Maybe it'll come to me for the outro. See you in a little bit. That is it, guys. That is the episode. Thank you so much for checking it out. Can't thank you enough. Please stick with me as we finish out October, the next two weeks with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise and we're doing a redo the Halloween franchise with Halloween Resurrection that one I will have a guest and I will probably put it out on Halloween day so I mean I think Halloween is that Sunday and fuck it keep it on Friday why ruin a good thing so with that being said I want to thank you again for checking me out I want to thank all the new listeners and I want to encourage y'all to check out some of the past episodes. Maybe there's a franchise in there that you uh, interests you. And I'm just going to warn you right now. This podcast is shits and giggles. It's a creative outlet. It's not perfect. You know what I mean? All podcasts, in my opinion, is someone with a microphone and an opinion and throwing it out there to the world. Almost kind of like social media. But... Um, some get paid, some don't. Um, this here is, like I said, it's a creative outlet for me. Something to be silly with and make uh, silly commercials and try to monetize something. You know, I have t-shirts. Hit up the Teespring store. I believe the uh, promo code is still still good. I'm not off the top of my head. I cannot think of it. But if you go to shutuppopcorn.com, I will make a post soon. Oh, what else? What else is going on? Other than that, nothing is popping up in my head other than the fact that I might take November off. Um, I don't know yet. I have it scheduled to go back to two uh, episodes a month uh, to get me back in that season 
five range uh, premiering in March. Uh, if I do take time off, I'll let you know. But prob- I don't know. It was just a thought. Um, other than that, I don't know. I'm just uh, taking it day by day. You know what I mean? Um, oh, if you are in the Indiana area, before I cut off, uh, there is a amazing artist that uh, is around the Texas Austin area his Twitter account is at Alex Sanchez art it's dark clown studios very very freaking talented artist physical artist he has been promoting I've seen a bunch of retweets for something called dead con 2021 that's going to be in Fort Wayne, Indiana, uh, I believe this weekend. I'm looking at details on Twitter. Please, please, please check out the Twitter account. Go to deadcon.com or I believe deadconvention.com, sorry. And check it out if you're in the Fort Wayne area. Go check it out. Please hit up Alex Sanchez or aka Dark Clown Studios on Twitter. It's at Alex Sanchez Art. Very, he's doing a 31 days of uh, I'm pulling it out. I'm sorry I'm fucking it up bro I am so sorry uh, he's doing 31 days of Halloween Ink Inktober 2021 uh, as of right now I am looking at it, a uh, pinhead image uh, drawing that he's made and just go check him out it's so cool he's doing 31 days uh, using sharpie he's done the invisible man I'm, oh that's what He's done the Zombie Girl. It was good. Uh, Tiffany from Bride of Chucky. Chucky himself. Pennywise. Michael Myers. Pennywise from the recent It. So cool. So talented. Sam from Trick or Treat. And of course, Leatherface from Texas Chainsaw. Oh, and this. I'm not done. Blade. He's done Blade from the Puppet Master. And the very first one was. Uh, the pinhead drawn it wasn't inked out it was it looks like it's just the uh, done with the sharpies very talented check him out I follow him on all social media very cool dude um yeah I just wanted to plug that real quick um what else what else what else I think I'm drawing a blank I'm sorry if I fucked that up bro (laughs) it just uh, I was looking at twitter a while ago and it I saw your tweet and I was like oh I have to plug have to plug him um so as of right now we've done three weeks we did what final destination chuck a uh, child's play three and then this will be hellraiser so this is the third week so two more like i said texas chainsaw massacre franchise and halloween franchise to end out the october month-long releases of episodes so that's gonna be it. I am rambling like a fucking idiot. I just appreciate everybody that's just discovered the podcast, whichever, however you found it, through tweets, through other podcast appearances, me paying Facebook to push my shit. <laughs> uh, thank you so much. Please share it. If you like it, subscribe. Check out the YouTube. Just check out the website. There's links to the YouTube, different social medias. 
if you found me on TikTok, I'm trying to do a little bit more stuff on TikTok with some of the crazy stuff. I had to take my clickable uh, link off of there because it was, they only do that for like business accounts, not personal. And like for a lot of goofy stuff and stitching and duets, stuff like that, you got to have a personal account. It's fucking crazy. So it was either engage in the silliness and not be tied down to uh, royalty free music, I guess and other stuff or just put your website out there they can copy and paste it's pretty simple and then everything that's available for a creator is at your fingertips so there's a youtube there's a twitch i haven't really done twitch lately i'm gonna try and get back into that i was actually gonna record this podcast live on twitch but i haven't made up my mind yet if i'm gonna do that with the next ones Maybe with the uh, Halloween one. So, that being said, I will again tip my hat to y'all. Appreciate the listens, appreciate the downloads. Remember, if you ain't laughing, you ain't living. Peace, Nanu Nanu.